This is Matt Spiegel, and I can't wait to bring you Season 2 of the PBP, Voices of Baseball. The very best play-by-play voices in the game talk about their craft. It's a job so special that even Joe Buck told us he will probably go back to it. I'm 53, basically 54. I, I think it's too early to say nevers at this point in my life. I think at some point I'll get the itch again. Incredible guests sharing great stories from your favorite teams coming this year. Find us on the Odyssey app or wherever you find podcasts. Podcasts. This is Reception Perception, the show. Now, James Cole and Matt Harmon. We go from an aging quarterback to a quarterback that is in his prime, but he's banged up. We're talking about Jalen Hurts. Uh, breaking news here on this uh, Monday afternoon, but uh, could miss one to two weeks here uh, for Philadelphia. And, you know, I guess what are your thoughts on what that means for the Philadelphia offense? I mean, we're going <laughs> to... I, to be honest with you, not that I'm happy that he's hurt, but like I'm not mad that I get to see Gardner Minshew running around and just being an absolute goofball oh, out there. Uh, no, yeah, yeah, you can you can stand alone on that uh, that okay. island. I'm, All right, fine. I'm not That's interested. Fine. I'm not okay. interested in Gardner Minshew and and his his nonsense uh, infecting the waters of um, AJ Brown or Devonte Smith or anything like that. Um, I mean, shoot! I'll tell you what. I hope they hope they run run the ball a lot. I could I could use a lot more points <laughs> next round in my dynasty league than one point nine from Miles yeah. Sanders. I'll tell you oh. that. Oh boy! Uh, but um, the it, soul, Miles Sanders. Yeah, yeah, bro. I mean, but that's all right. We're gonna we're gonna move on. That's okay. Uh, no no worries, no worries, Miles. We we'll still appreciate you, buddy. Uh, but yeah, man, I think this is tough because. Uh, I mean, it's real tough for fantasy and it's tough for Jalen Hurts, obviously, he, who's making an MVP push. Right. Because yeah. he's yeah, I, I think, unfortunately, it feels like Patrick Mahomes, who's, you know, not not even sniffing 30 yet. Not even, um, you know, he's won one MVP. It's not as if he's like, I know. Prime. And people still seem like, ah, well, anyone else? Well, I anyway, is anyone else here? Will anyone else stand up? Will anyone else, please? We'd love it to just. Not be Mahomes, but like, come on! I mean, come I think on. he's only won be... one. It's like it's I absurd. I think I think Mahomes for me is the MVP, and he should be the runaway favorite for MVP. But Hurts yeah. was making that like narrative based push, the surprising factor push. Um, now I think he probably I'd be prepared for him to miss this week for sure, week sixteen for sure against Dallas, and like week sixteen as well. And then it's like, okay, we, the season season's over, week eighteen, right? Like the the Eagles are still most likely going to moonwalk into the moonwalk into the one seed because uh, they still have a good team even beyond Jalen Hurts. And like, what, I think there's a non zero percent chance we just don't even see him until the playoffs, right? Like, which is ter- which is terrifying for for anybody invested in Hurts in any way. And um, yeah, I, I I don't know, just so much of what they've done this year and i i do give nick sirianni and that coaching staff credit uh shane steichen the offense coordinator they've been very chameleon-esque since they got there uh they've changed their identity on the fly before we've seen that um but still at the same time it's just hurts is so central to every everything that they do there like i don't think jalen hurts is like a system quarterback he makes this current at least the current system he makes it go so i don't know what it looks like with gardner Minshew back there it's a little it's a little troublesome well, I mean, there's going to, I mean, not be, you know, any RPOs or anything like that. Gardner Minshew, just a, a classic, you know, pocket um, quarterback, although he's got some, you know, he's got some functional mobility, he likes to scramble around a little bit. He doesn't have the biggest arm in the whole world, but I, I mean, he's like a small undersized dude, but like, you know, he can, he could make plays outside of the pocket. He's got like this weird self-confidence about him as well. 
He's definitely in know. the he's definitely in the Heineke division, like the poor man's Ryan Fitzpatrick division, uh, for sure. But he's not he's not quite. I think people compare him to Fitz because he's like a a caricature uh, of a quarterback, and Fitz definitely yeah, had some of that. To- total weirdo. Yeah, I mean, um, yeah. Hertz definitely. Ha- I mean, excuse me, uh, Fitzpatrick definitely had some of that stuff there. But no, I, I don't know. I mean, he's. I think he's very much like a um, kind of that prototypical, almost like a Colt McCoy esque type of guy, like a, a t- like more of a rhythm quarterback. That's timing based West Coast stuff. Like, there's just so much that the Eagles did based on who Jalen Hurts is, and like how how awesome have they been on go routes this year, on just straight up vertical right. shots, and that's definitely not in Gardner Minshew's bag and he's <laughs> Jalen Hurts' bag. So, right. Um, some of the the good thing is like I think you know. Garner Minshew probably more of like a over the middle thrower, more of like a timing route type of guy. I think mm-hmm. some of what AJ Brown did in Tennessee can be sort of replicable in that way, right? Like, uh, yeah, I think that that's probably an easier adjustment than just because we've seen Brown be dominant in that way uh, before he was like more of a dominant outside the numbers receiver this year. Yeah, AJ Brown. Uh, what is he? Uh, nine receptions on sixteen targets, one eighty one. Uh, on this game Sunday third game this season with 150 plus receiving yards obviously a huge big play threat but um, man he eats up a lot of targets too right 8.4 targets per game 5.3 receptions per game 85.8 receiving yards per game and man you talk about the touchdowns 10 touchdowns through 14 games for AJ Brown incredibly impressive Um, I'm just trying to figure out who do you think it hurts or helps more Gardner Minshew throwing to AJ Brown, Devontae Smith, uh, break up that little, you know, tandem for me. Who, who do you think gets impacted the most? I mean, I think obviously it would probably be Devontae Smith just because of uh, the target pecking order and stuff like that. But you know what terrifies me? The, the Eagles had become so nice and tidy from like a fantasy perspective, from a yes. projection standpoint. And last game against the Bears was really almost like a, like a, funhouse mirror of that because it was so extreme aj brown and Devonte smith combined for 300 plus yards nobody else cleared <laughs> 10 receiving yards i mean they have been you know my old yeah. thing i uh, just just throw it to your good players i said it last yep. night during a sunday night game when it was like oh terry mclaurin coming out of halftime <laughs> this guy is good we ought to throw it to him more often it's like yeah no kidding huh? just just throw it to your good players the eagles have been the best like just throw it to your good players offense all year and when Dallas Goddard was involved or when he was out there, he was involved as well. And nobody else. I am terrified that Gardner Minshew is going to come out there and we're suddenly going to get like six Quez Watkins targets or, you know, six <laughs> backup tight end targets or something like that. Yeah. Um, yeah Zach Pascal uh, is going to get, you know, five looks or something like that. That would be really that would be unforgivable. OK, I can't forgive you for that, Gardner Minshew. If you mess up the flow and the rhythm of what has been the best, just throw it to your good players offense we've ever seen, perhaps. Oh, yeah, there's yeah, there's definitely that. Um, and yeah, Dal- uh, you know, Goddard wasn't out there there in week 15. I think they're taking it slow with uh, such a big lead in their division. And um, and quite frankly, they just look like clearly the best team uh, in the NFC. And they're getting ready for a deep postseason run. 
no doubt about it. Hey, everyone, this is Brett Boone. Would you know it? I've got a podcast going strong in our fourth year. Tune in as I sit down with my friends, some of the biggest names in sports, media, entertainment, for a lot of fun and in-depth conversations. As you know, baseball's been my life. It's been in the family for a long time, but it's a lot more than that here. It's sort of like taking a ride in a golf cart around a beautiful track. Join me every week for multiple episodes on the Brett Boone Podcast, available on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. We stay in that division, though. Jahan Dotson had a huge game. You, you spoke of it briefly here. Um, you know, Washington taking on the, the the New York football giants here. But a big game uh, here on Sunday Night Football, right? Like he had, uh, what is it, four catches for 105 and a touchdown. Actually, it was his first 100-yard game of the season. Uh, and, man, we say this about like uh, somebody like uh, uh, Chris Carter. All he does is catch touchdowns. That's all this guy does, though. Six touchdowns. On 41 targets, it's a 14.6% touchdown rate. Uh, that's almost triple of what the league average is in terms of you know touchdowns to target ratio, which is just under 5%. So Jahan Dotson, man, he's um he's making big, big plays for this Washington offense. Man, Jahan Dotson, is he not just taking every like wide receiver sizest and like giving him a noogie or stuffing him <laughs> in a locker right now, because you take, right. if you, if you told the sizes, then, you know, yeah. these people would drive me nuts. Like the, everything about wide receivers, all about it, your size, whatever. It's like six, 16 air yards per target last night against the giants, two end zone targets. You mentioned all the touchdowns he's been catching all year long. I mean, the guy is unbelievable at the catch point. If you showed the people those like stats or whatever, be like, oh, he's got to be six two, got to be, got to be two twenty. No, he's not. He's just a baller. <laughs> he's a, he's tiny, but he is the man, dude. I'm telling you, yeah. this guy, what a what a a flair for the dramatic he's got at the catch point. But it's it's a skill set, man, and that that's who he was at college. You could not you could not misjudge somebody more based on their size than Jahan Dotson because this was the guy he was in college, man. I mean, his reception perception profile, I said he had the best hands in the entire draft this year. He had some of the best contested catch chops and he's a good route runner. He was great against zone coverage in his reception perception profile in college. Now he's was a little bit uh, up and down in his first few games in the rookie report, but still right around league average in terms of separation. But um he's getting he looks great now that he's healthy uh now that he's like fully integrated and and these last two games 15 combined targets before and then the game after the bye I think this guy is going to be a really good player um and him and Terry McLaurin just make such a a fascinating duo man but I I love Jahan Dotson because I just love how he is just obliterating these wide receiver size <laughs> stereotypes, bro. I mean, the guy is what? What is he actually? He's like sub 180 pounds, something like yeah. that. Jahan Dotson at the combine. He's, at the combine, he measured in 5'11", 178. That is small. But look at it. But look at how he plays at the catch point. Look at how he uh, he's so he's has complete <clears throat> and total comfort with somebody right there in his hip pocket. I I think he is very. We, we talked about Tyro Lockett on a recent show and called him like the best deep ball tracker in the NFL. Mm-hmm. John Dotson is very much like 
I think he's, he's going to be in that regard sooner or later, the way he is uh, so comfortable tracking, tracking the ball in short areas, in tight spaces, down the field, like his touchdown catch, obviously the, the big 60 plus yarder that from Heineke yeah. there was, was impressive. You know, way, the way he adjusted to that, but in, that is touchdown insane. Catch, his ability to adjust to that ball. Um, and he abuses defenders deep downfield because defenders don't have that body control. And he does, right? Yeah. And he almost looks like he's big brothering them at like 5'11", 178. You know what I mean? He just kind of brushes them off to the side and is like, oh, let me just step in there and and, and, and grab that ball. Uh, it's just, yeah, deep ball tracking certainly is there. And man, the body control, the hand coordination yeah. is just, ah, oh, unbelievable. His touchdown catch, I think, was a great example of uh, just body control because you know, he runs a great route in man coverage against the defender on the as an outside receiver. And, you know, gets him to gets him to flips him across his face, comes inside. But and the ball is a little bit behind him, a little bit late, but he's able to stop and adjust and grab it in tight spaces there. Like I would consider that to be like a potential contested catch as well. I just think he's such a fun player. I don't again, I don't really know where his ceiling is, stuff like that. But him and McLaurin make such an awesome duo. And, and Samuel's a great, um, you know, third receiver there for them to have. I wish, I wish Washington, if I had, could have one complaint about their offense and I'm like weirdly invested in all of these Washington receivers. And, you know, I've got a thing with Taylor Heineke, like go to use finest, the whole thing. So yeah, 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 I care, yeah, yeah. I care about Washington. I, I like Scott Turner. Scott Turner. Yeah, yeah. 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 I got Brian Robinson on like all my dynasty teams. Cause I thought he was like, you know, getting a lot of disrespect for being a third round pick and like a kind of a good grinder back. They need it. But man, if they could just take the Curtis Samuel rushing plays and fire those into the sun, I would be happy, man. I mean, <laughs> you got a big bruising back and Brian Robinson, stop running Curtis Samuel up the gut. Like if you want to get the ball to Curtis, just throw it to him. He's a good receiver. Just stop him with the rushing plays. Yeah. I mean, or even like the Sean McVay little, you know, pop passes or like the, the jet sweeps or something, something that, that tests the defense on the, on the boundaries. I, I totally agree with you. Um, and plus too, it's like, you know, I, I mean, they're slowly making Brian Robinson a focal point of the run game. And it's like, they still have in their back pocket, Antonio Gibson, um, a guy that can make plays out of the backfield as a receiving back too. So um, no, they actually have a very interesting um set of pass catchers which is why i'll ask you this man is this a low-key good spot for somebody like tom brady or even like i know look fantasy land like lamar jackson's i mean it would be interesting if he like tested the free agent market which i it sounds like he wants to do but there's no way baltimore's not yeah, like no way they're not gonna let him do that you know they're gonna yeah. franchise tag him in like a heartbeat if if it if they don't get to a um if they don't get to a number, right? But I'm just saying, like, fantasy land, like, oh, man, would it be interesting if Lamar Jackson ended up in, like, Washington or something, you know? Um, but it's a low-key great spot. I feel like they're a quarterback away from this offense just going freaking crazy. Need to fix the offensive line a little bit. It's a It becomes more of an issue with Heineke back there because he's a big-time fumble risk. Like, he is a he's a turnover, like a disaster waiting to happen at any moment. Um, be, just because he's a, he's such a limited player and he doesn't, he doesn't seem to, which you, you got to respect him for it. Doesn't seem to understand he's a limited player, but, uh, he is <laughs> he a limited player. Yeah, he doesn't, doesn't seem to all. understand that fact, but uh, yeah. they could definitely use better pass protection for sure. I kind of wonder, like, I mean, Washington now, you know, this, this loss to New York really hurts their playoff chances. God, um, they got for sure. screwed. 
Yeah, for sure. It, it hurts their playoff chances by a lot. Um, but And now they go to San Francisco next week. Then they have Cleveland and Dallas to finish the season. So they're probably on the outside looking in. Is that enough for, you know, ownership, which is embroiled in a lot of nonsense, of course. Um, is that enough for them to want to make a change from Ron Rivera? Um, you know, who's the coaching staff there? But yeah, no, if I was a quarterback or even like an Aaron Rodgers like type situation, if he wanted to get out of Green Bay, they wanted to part ways in the offseason. Yeah, I'd love to I'd love to see a quarterback with this team. Now with Brady, I, I this comes back to my Bucks frustration. Um, as much as I think you know, Brady's still got something left in the tank. He so badly needs a good offensive line. And I don't think Washington, you know, Charles Leno is a solid player, but he got beat up last night with Kayvon Thibodeau on the other side. Um, he would get crushed and, and and then we'd be, we'd be kind of frustrated just like we are now with Tom Brady with great receivers. And he's just <laughs> trying to get the ball out so fast and nobody's on the same page timing wise, rhythm wise. Cause Brady's got the quickest trigger finger um, in the NFL right now of getting the ball out fast. So yeah, it's, that gives me mixed feelings, but yeah, no, I'm, I'm with you that well, that's why the, as ill-advised as it was, that's why they made the Carson Wentz move because it was like, let's get a veteran quarterback in here. Who, somebody who's got a, got more of an arm than Taylor Heineke and see if he can open up this offense. And because Wentz is Wentz and they just misevaluated that so hard, obviously it didn't work out. Geno Smith in Washington. Is that what uh, it could be a little, that'd be pretty fun. That would be, that would be pretty fun. That's that is the type of situation where I think Geno like airing it out to these guys, you know, definitely could be great. And I mean, man, it just, like I said, I like Scott Turner. I like the design of the offense for the most part. I think they do a lot of yeah. fun, creative mm. things. The personnel is great. Um, Brian Robinson, good back. I mean, Terry McLaurin, we, we know, I feel like Terry McLaurin is knocking on the door to be considered a superstar receiver in this league. And then Do John Dotson's like a perfect two. Samuel's a perfect three. They would be totally unlocked if they just had a legitimate quarterback, but it's, um, there's just so much crap with Washington and, and this, the, are they going to be able to attract a big ticket there? Like <sighs> if you're Brady, do you want to, do you want to like fish? Is that, that, that really, you want to be fishing in that pond for the last few years of your career or whatever? Like that's kind of, that's kind of dicey. Um, the Lamar thing narrative, is interesting. Narrative wise though, that, that it's a perfect fit because Washington always brings in these aging quarterbacks. It's like, it's either, it's either going to be Washington yeah. or like the Raiders. <laughs> for, for Tom Raider, Brady, you know. <laughs> but what about like yeah, well, so how about that though? In a hypothetical scenario, the um the Raiders want to bring in Tom Brady because Josh McDaniel, by the way, another team that has a bad offensive line and, and a bunch of weapons. Um they want to bring in Brady, whatever. Josh McDaniels is there. Mm. They let they put Derek Carr on the trade block. Like that's a move I would be interested in if I was Washington. Now he is Derek Carr an elite quarterback no is he he's top 10 maybe fringy top 10 12 whatever like there's probably a ceiling with car but my god i mean again we just want somebody to come in here and be legitimate oh my god that would be a really massive boost massive yeah. boost at the quarterback position if they got Derek carr man no doubt about it